With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Jason Powell's Pro Wrestling Boom Podcast, a production of ProWrestling.net. Get ready for the latest news, analysis, and interviews featuring big names from the world of pro wrestling. Here comes the Boom! Welcome to Pro Wrestling Boom Live. I'm Jason Powell, and we are going to be talking today about the NXT deadline and ROH final battle events, along with anything else in the world of pro wrestling that you would like to talk about. I'll be joined shortly by a guest host and, I believe, even the usual host, Johnny Fairplay. Is, uh, looks like he's on the line. He attended NXT Deadline in person at a charity event this weekend. My co-host is a familiar voice to many of you who listen to the show. He is usually one of the first two callers on the show. Sean Plickta will be joining me shortly, and uh, John, he was nice enough to fill in for Johnny, who is also going to miss the post-elimination chamber event, I believe, and Sean will be back for that one. Uh, but uh, Johnny has a conflict coming up with a reality television show filming. Uh, he will be able to join us post-Royal Rumble, though, so that's cool. And uh, definitely looking forward to hearing from both guys. If you would like to join us on the show today, all you have to do is call 773-897-6321. Once you call in, hit 1 on your phone to let us know that you want to join in on the conversation. You are also welcome to email your questions. Hey, it's Monday during the afternoon. I know a lot of people are working. And we do have uh, quite the batch of uh, email questions waiting. But if you'd like to add to it, it's .netjason at gmail.com. That's D-O-T-N-E-T-Jason at gmail.com. So as far as uh, these two shows are concerned, I didn't mean to take the easy way out. I really don't uh, go out of my way to do this. But I gave both shows B as in boy grades. I felt they were both entertaining in different ways. I felt that the NXT deadline show... It was brief, which is uh, appreciated, especially after a long afternoon with the Ring of Honor final battle. But uh, WWE has been clocking in, at least for the NXT shows, two and a half hours, three hours, somewhere in there. And uh, they also introduced the new gimmick match, the Iron Survivor Challenge. And, man, I went into this just uh, rolling my eyes and going, oh, really? It's the king of the mountain match, except you don't have to hang a belt. And uh, I'll eat my words. These uh, turned out to be two very entertaining matches. Really enjoyed them. I think they got rid of the things that I disliked about the King of the Mountain matches. And uh, with the talent they had, 
Uh, they were really able to come through with two unique versions of this match. And I know they're excited about it from talking with people. Uh, they feel like there's still a lot more they can do with this concept in the future. And so we'll talk about that as well as uh, Final Battle, uh, which I felt was just a good overall show and had the match of the night by far with FTR and the Briscoes having that bloody double dog collar match. It uh, looked great on paper and the teams over delivered again. What a great trilogy between those teams. Uh, so you got my brief thoughts out of the way. If you want more, I do have hit lists up. Uh, the NXT deadline hit list went up on Sunday morning. And I, uh, just before starting this show, my uh, hit list for the Ring of Honor uh, Final Battle event is also now available at ProWrestling.net. So check it out. Uh, but I should point out we are live the Mondays coming out of WWE or AEW pay-per-view events. We kind of made an exception with this one uh, just because, uh, well, there's no other pay-per-view events. This is it. This is the last live show of 2022 for Pro Wrestling Boom Live. And so I'm going to start uh, by having Sean sit tight for just a second. And let's bring in the usual co-host, I believe this is. Johnny Fairplay, is that you? Yes. How's it going? My, hey. my voice is a little shot. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> hey, no problem. No, I, and you were not supposed to be here today. And the next thing I know, you're popping up in the crowd at NXT cheering like a madman for New Day. What's going on? You, you were suspended from the show today. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, I, I was at Hearts Reality. Uh, it's, a, it's a big charity event for Give Kids the World Village I do every year. And uh, we usually uh, raise uh, uh, over $200,000 every year. Uh, super quickly, if, if you're a Make-A-Wish kid, you get granted your wish, but that, that's it. And give kids the world village. They they go to your house. They pick up your entire family. They they fly you to Orlando. They give you housing for the week. In uh, uh, an amazing villa, and the village has rides and and miniature golf and and twenty four hour ice cream. And and one night they do Christmas, and then another night they do uh, Halloween. And then every Friday is Pirates, Princess, and Superhero Night. And so uh, a collection of over a hundred and twenty five reality stars. And wrestlers, uh, we we come together every year to raise money, and this year we raised almost uh, uh, five hundred thousand dollars. So uh, I I happened to be there. I ran into my good friend Maddie from Australian Survivor, who many of you know as Grayson Waller. And uh, Grayson's like, "You got to come come to the show, mate." And I was just like, "Oh wait, what?" And uh, five. Uh, 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 a few hours later, me and uh, Nick Wilson and uh, and uh, Sarah from season uh, 41 of Survivor, my girlfriend, and these twins, we all went, and we had an amazing time. So thank you uh, to uh, to Give Kids the World Village that assisted uh, with everything with our tickets. And uh, honestly, I I uh, I've, I've I've been I went to NXT in its first incarnation. Uh, you know, I, I saw uh, one of. Uh, 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 Nakamura's first matches in the United States, you know, with NXT and, you know, I saw FTR and, you know, and, and I, I've, I've, uh, these have all been house. I saw, uh, Matt Riddle's first ever NXT match, uh, in, in Durham, North Carolina. So I've seen these small house shows, but I've never been to the performance center or, you know, or a takeover. And I honestly felt like I was watching a love letter to professional wrestling. It was so much fun. And, and, and they, I, I, it was, for suffering through 2.0, I wasn't a huge fan. <laughs> they they really grabbed the best of that, and then you know, and they're putting in some new people as well. And it it, it was just so much fun. I mean, it it just reminded me of of why I love professional wrestling. 
That's awesome. And you did tell me you were going to go for the first half of the show, but looks like you hung around based on uh, a video you sent me of uh, Waller coming right up to you guys after he won the uh, uh, the second of the two matches. So did you intend to leave and you were just having so much fun you decided to stay or did you change plans at, at some point before the show? Oh, no, no, I was ready to leave. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, our, our ride was like, ah, it's just one more match. <laughs> so, so, no, I like I wasn't sure the timing of things. Uh, so, like, we were so pumped, you know, for, for the uh, for the grace and win uh, that, you know, it wasn't like it, it was, you know, pulling teeth for anyone to stay. And uh, and then I was kind of hoping that that Grayson would come out after the main event. And he did. So it was, and and then he jumped up to where we were and, and <laughs> hugged, like almost tackled me and pulled me over the rail. It's like, this is my guy. This is my guy. This is what we do. And uh, it was, oh, it was incredible. It was so much fun. So I'm glad I did. And, and, and shockingly, I mean, we got out of there pretty, like we basically walked down the side stairs. I, I, I almost literally ran into Jeremy Borash and Booker T and then we were straight to the car straight there. And Grayson literally beat us to to our hotel, and I'm just like, this guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and one of the nice things I, I would imagine about attending the show in person is that you don't have to hear Booker T's commentary. Sure, sure. I uh, said it. It's <laughs> not. I have a, I, it's I have not a Booker T story for you for after the show. Fair enough. That sounds that? good. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's not as yeah. bad on a, on the television show as I feared. On on paper, the uh, PLE was a, a, a bit much, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Pat McAfee coming back for multiple reasons, including that I think Wade Barrett will take his spot back in NXT, and I think it'll be a better broadcast team. Uh, Booker's a legend, and Booker does a good job on those pre-shows, but not a big fan of the color commentary at times. Uh, So, Johnny, did you post any of those videos? I know you sent me a couple, but did you post any on your actual Twitter feed that people can check out? I posted nothing yet. So I've just, I've I've literally had no time. I mean... Uh, we got uh, we got to Florida. Um, so Wednesday night, I, I went to Jesse's uh, Survivor viewing party. For those of you watching the current season of Survivor, I was asked to be uh, Jesse's guest at his Survivor viewing party. And I'm just like, if this dude wants me to go watch him get voted out, he does not know me. And that is not why he invited me. And uh, God bless him for thinking of me because villains look after villains. So uh, but that, that was Wednesday night. Uh, we got, got to the hotel at like 11 p.m. And at 5 a.m., we were leaving the hotel, flying to uh, flying to Florida. And it's been nonstop ever since. I mean, uh, two, uh, Sunday night, or sorry, Saturday night, we were back in the room to go to bed at 2.30 a.m. with a 5 a.m. wake-up call to get up to go uh, back to the airport. So now it's just been exhausting. I've, I've, I've literally had zero seconds to even look at the pictures that I took. But I, I, I think I, you know, I sent pictures. Shotzi was at the, uh, was at the party Saturday night, got, got a chance to talk to her uh, then. And, and during the autograph signing and, and she, she's a, she's a sweetheart. She, she, she raised a ton of money for give kids the world village this year. So it was cool, you know, chatting with her and, and uh, no, like uh, here's a, a little personal highlight kind of like, but not really, but yes, they have like a stage manager for the uh, for the NXT shows who's like at, at the corner out of sight that you know uh, like they're like okay uh, Apollo's going to come out for the uh, to challenge uh, in the main event so we're going to count you guys down from ten and when we get to to uh, one 
everyone say Apollo. Just, you know, that. And so we did a practice run for that. So, but like during the match, like, you know, he's trying to get that this is awesome chance. You know, he's trying to, you know, tell people to clap. You know, he, he is a madman. But if there's a near fall, uh, he's also the guy that rings the bell. He will dive towards that bell. I mean, like literally dive on false finishes. Oh, wow. And it is incredible. Is, I mean, does uh, the, he does is the, all in. And, and, I was going to ask you, does the crowd really hang on? I mean, I can see between matches, but once the match gets going, are they still paying attention to him? Or is it just kind of the fans are doing what they want to do? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, yes. I mean, more than, more than not, they're just watching them. I mean, think, think about the matches that, that I saw on, on Saturday night. I mean, they were all just high-paced, frenetic, you know, fun matches. So, yes, they're watching. But you are catching this guy peripherally, and, you know, it's kind of, you know, Pavlov's dog-type deal. So, but, but, but when I caught him, like, like literally diving for, for the false finishes to ring the bell, I was like, man, this guy's fun. I, I, <laughs> I am all about I mean, because I guarantee there, there, there were people catching, and they're just like, ooh, here's the end of the match. Right, gotcha. Well, it's at Johnny Fairplay. Yeah, because, because he knows. I just wanted to say you're the end of the, you know, when the end of the match is right. <laughs> so, right. You know, why, why is he diving? Because it must be, the, Oh, it wasn't. Oh man. They tricked him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, silly, silly stuff. I love it. <laughs> it's at Johnny Fairplay on Twitter, but you got to remember there's no H in this Johnny at Johnny Fairplay on Twitter. Hopefully you'll get right. some of those videos up for you guys to check out. And uh, before I bring Sean on board and, and uh, let you go actually recover from the crazy weekend, Johnny, tell people about, realityaftershow.com Sure. Uh, it's uh, uh, The links to just about everything is at realityaftershow.com If you just want to you know, check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you podcast, just search Reality After Show. Three words uh, with Johnny Fairplay, but just Reality After Show. You should be able to find it. And if you just want to watch us on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash aftershow. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted to just wanted to just let you know it was it was a really cool deal. They they gave us awesome seats. They they treated us inc- 
incredible. Uh, loved uh, loved the first match. My my girlfriend was actually complaining during the first match. She goes, "There's a hole in the top of the cage. They should climb out of it." <laughs> and then when uh, was Axie. When Axion does it, she, she she lost her mind. She goes, that's what I was saying. And then uh, I do love Pretty Deadly. They're probably my favorite tag team in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, sorry, FTR and, and everyone else. I do love Pretty Deadly. My girlfriend was, uh, the, the heat worked. She's like, that is the same shirt I wore to the pool yesterday. This is insane. <laughs> so, but uh the reason I was cheering so hard for 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 the uh, for the new day, even though I was secretly rooting for Pretty Deadly, um, me and Xavier kind of started together. Um, you know, like we, uh, I worked indie shows with him back in the day. We were in TNA together, and so I know how much of a fan of professional wrestling that Xavier Woods is. And so to see him, like you know, it, you know, this is the only you know one of the only things he was missing that you know had he had the ability to get was the NXT Tag Team Championship. And so I was cheering for, for that moment for him. So, so yes, I, I normally do not root for the good guys under any circumstance. So, but this was just rooting for a friend. And then, of course, um, the, the, uh, the men's uh, not King of the Mountain match, I, I, of course, was rooting for my, my, my good friend, uh, Grayson Waller. Yeah. Won. But, but super quick, uh, what's the match? The Isla Dawn and uh, Alba Fire match. It was a very bold move to follow a, a, a high-octane women's match with another women's match, and I thought those two killed it. I, th- I mean, you can, you can say what you want about the finish. I, yeah. I love, you know, kooky stuff, so I don't, it didn't bother me. So, but those two are amazing uh, workers. And uh, um, with Isla Dawn, uh, Isla. her outfit needs to – she looked like – I'm sorry? Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn, sorry. Isla Dawn, the outfit looked like she was kidnapped from the Ice Capades. <laughs> uh, that needs to be up, <laughs> updated. <laughs> so, but, uh, no, I, 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 I was very proud of, of, like, as I said, like, you look at that on paper, it's just like, is that really the match that goes next? And I think they were correct, and it did, and they, they kicked some serious butt. Well, awesome, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to call in. I'm happy you get to have that experience, and Good work down there in uh, Florida with that uh, charity. That's awesome. I have a, a niece that has not benefited from that, but she did from Make-A-Wish. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just awesome what you guys are doing. And, and I know from talking to you off air about it, this is something you look forward to every year. How many years is it now you've done this? I think this is my sixth. I, w- I was banned for like the first five. So. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> It's been nice to be able to, be able to make. I mean, if people have perceptions of of, of uh, bad guys, and you know, I, I think bringing in the wrestlers kind of changes that perception a little bit, maybe. Well, uh, you and have... I used to, you know, not be the, the greatest of people. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're a heel. You're, you're not supposed to be. Speaking of which, you and I are going to have to talk off air here. I'll give you a call later today or sometime this week, whenever time permits. I don't see Jesse as a villain. I, I got to say that, but. Uh, I do appreciate you calling in again. It's at Johnny Fairplay on Twitter. Uh, no H in Johnny. And it's uh, realityaftershow.com. If you're a big reality television show fan, Johnny's uh, got you covered. Uh, just as we do at ProWrestling.net. Uh, before I bring Sean onto the show, I'll get my plugs out of the way. Uh, if you are interested in the ad-free version of ProWrestling.net, uh, both ad-free both in terms of the website and or audio content, visit pwmembership.net. 
man, we uh, had live reviews of uh, the major shows, of course, uh, and then we followed them up with uh, audio reviews exclusive to the members. So you guys on the Boom feed may have heard my NXT Deadline audio review. Uh, John Moore did his exclusively for the members. Uh, on a Saturday afternoon, or actually right before NXT Deadline, I was able to wedge it in. I also did my audio review of Final Battle. I'll be doing an audio review of WWE Raw tonight. So all the major television shows and, and uh, pay-per-view events covered in audio form for the members on their very own ad-free version of the website. Again, ad-free audio content. PWmembership.net is the place to go if you're interested in that. And you can also uh, become a Patreon patron. If uh, just audio is your jam, you're not so concerned about the uh, website itself, you may be able to save yourself a little bit of money. Visit patreon.com slash pro wrestling, D-O-T-N-E-T. That's uh, patreon.com slash pro wrestling.net. If you have any questions, you can always hit me up on Twitter at pro wrestling net. All right, we have made him wait long enough. This poor guy thought he was uh, going to join in and be the uh, co-host today. And then he gets big footed by the usual co-host, Johnny Fairplay, Sean from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, a.k.a. Sean Plicta. Welcome to the show, my man. Thank you for waiting. No, not a problem. I'm glad to hear what Johnny, you know, it was like live for him and I'm glad it got on it. I will say, Jason, you always uh, are talking to Wade and, you know, you're long cutting. You know, people are always there doing stuff and making a bunch of noise in the background. And of course, when I'm at home, I've got the blowers in the background blowing leaves. So if you hear it, I apologize. <laughs> it's like right by my, right by the window. And I'm, I'm thinking, really, guys, right now, right as I'm trying to record a podcast. It's I was okay. more concerned. Jason, thank you, like, for letting me be on it. Oh, I, absolutely. Thank you for being here. I was more concerned about my stomach growling and the uh, mic picking. Usually I, I try to eat before I uh, do these live shows, but uh, today I was running out of time. And so I think the stu- I know the stomach is growling. And if the mic's picking it up, I do apologize. We don't have to worry about the uh, uh, my lawn crew for a while. Uh, it, that's the nice thing. Once uh, Usually about November 1st rolls around, they disappear and uh, they're supposed to be in charge of snow removal. And they still disappear. They just, I, I, they, they, we can't get rid of them during the summer. But then when we really need them for snow removal, they might show up the day after, you know, a foot of snow drop. It's like, really, what the hell? Uh, so, yes, uh, I, I think listeners of the, this show and any of the .NET audio are used to uh, me complaining about that. Uh, I should, uh, before we get into these shows, I do see people on hold. If you're in listen-only mode, that's great. Uh, that's your choice. But if you want to join in the conversation, make sure you hit one to let us know that you want to chat with us. The number to call to do that is 773-897-6321. And again, just hit one on your phone uh, if you're going, why aren't they com- coming to me? It's because uh, I don't see anybody uh, that uh, has let us know they want to uh, join in on the conversation just yet. All right. Uh, you were telling me you didn't think you were going to be able to see Final Battle, correct? But you did see NXT Deadline? Yes, ROH, I, I just, uh, they didn't intrigue me enough to get the show. Like, for, to me, FTR Briscoe's wasn't enough, as good as I thought the match was going to be, and I, and I heard it, it really was. I just, it, they have not built to it very well. ROH has been on AEW way too much, and, and I, it, it was just too much to sell me on it. But yes, I did watch NXT, I, and I, I did watch it. And I'll say, I gave it an A minus watching it. I, I, I really enjoyed the show, like Johnny was saying, and, and you said too. I, I thought it was a, a great show, honestly. I thought the wrestling was just phenomenal. Um, and going back to you know those Iron Survivor challenges, you know, I was definitely leery of how they were going to do it. I, I had a lot of questions going into it. I thought the 
the people at the very end. Well, first I'll say I'm glad that uh, Indy Hartwell and Joe Gacy were the last ones in because I, I think they have the least. They're the probably the worst, not as good of wrestlers as the other guys. So I think it was good to give them limited action in the matches, but I thought they did well for what they were given. But I was like, man, you know, you start off, is it going to be everybody trying to get falls like so quick that it's almost kind of weird? But I, but I thought they just paced them really, really well. I thought everybody did well. They got their action in, their, the, the moves in they needed to get in. I, I thought, you know, having Roxanne win – ended up being the best option because of four heels and her being the only face. I thought she kind of had to win. I, I don't like heel heel matchups unless you just have to do it. And I thought Roxanne, I really enjoy her. I thought, I think she's going to do really well against Mandy. And, and I think she's probably the one that should take the title off Mandy because I just think it's kind of time to, you know, either have Mandy go up to the main roster or see whatever they're going to do with her. But I, I, I just thought the show was really, really, really good. I liked it overall up and down. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it was a really good event, and my guard was down, too. And I just... Uh, I, I didn't expect this to be, again, I, I was not a fan of King of the Mountain. I just saw too many similarities. and like, I, 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 I'm not crazy about this. But I, I felt like they really delivered. On the ROH side of things, um, as I said, you know, I, also a B show, very different show. So when I say they both get Bs, it's for very different reasons. You know, it's just uh, the compact nature of NXT, just uh, the pacing of the show is strong. ROH, it was more about match quality. And it was a longer show, but a good show. Even the matches that I gave misses to in the hit list were not bad matches. They ended up getting misses for other reasons. And so if you're just looking for a good quality wrestling show, maybe you saw, you know, obviously people have easier access to Peacock these days. But I can say, yeah, I mean, for 40 bucks, uh, especially if you were interested in FTR and the Briscoes, worth going out of your way to see. That match was fantastic. Uh, by far the match of Saturday. And it was a loaded Saturday with some really good matches on it, but uh, that one was special. Uh, I would say the big news coming out of the show, and this is something you didn't need to see the show, Sean, to uh, discuss, is Tony Khan announcing during his uh, press conference that Ring of Honor is not getting a weekly television show. They are going to, well, they've already done a soft launch 
of Honor Club, which is Ring of Honor's old streaming service, and they've done some enhancements to it. I haven't had a chance to check it out. Uh, working all day at night Saturday, and then uh, yesterday just decompressed and watched football as much as I could. So I haven't really got to dig in to see what they have. Uh, but Ring of Honor's weekly show is going to be part of this streaming service, which is uh, going to be sold for nine ninety nine. And they are teasing that New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be involved in this and maybe other promotions. And so there's still a lot to be announced. I felt like Tony's announcement left a lot to be desired because he was really just going on long and he just doesn't have for being a promoter he doesn't he's not a he's not a good promoter when it comes to selling people verbally on his stuff he'll get there you know it's just i'm sure this is all new to him um but yeah it just it wasn't a great announcement and then the press release it is what it is but it's all kind of a soft launch right now coming out of wrestle kingdom it just made it seem like early part of the new year is when they're going to make everything official uh, so your thoughts, Sean, on Ring of Honor, the weekly television show, being behind a paywall for nine ninety nine, and whether this interests you? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, as far as it interesting me, it's going to be hard because, again, you know, I'm a member of your site. Obviously, I'm a member of Wade's site. I have a lot of memberships I'm, I'm a part of. And so for me, it's like I was never – I never really got to watch ROH because I just never really had a lot of time. And so for me, paying another 10 bucks out of my pocket for, you know, a bunch of guys that I don't really know about already. And I would, yeah, I'd love to learn about them more. You know, I, I just, it's going to be hard for people to want to dish out another $10 a month. And if, again, if people that love wrestling will, I mean, they just, they love it. They, you know, they want to enjoy it and, and that might be fine for some people. But for some people like me, it's going to be tough. And I, and I think that's going to be hard. I know I, I didn't think Tony would be able to get a, you know, a, a show like on simulated TV because there's just not a lot of spots out there and there's so many days worth of wrestling that we can watch already. And, and I knew that was going to be probably tough for him to do that. And so, I mean, I think it's, it's going to be okay. I mean, it's going to get ROH on its back on its own service to where, you know, it's going to get, you know, more away from AEW TV, which I, I just like, I just think they've had it way too much on there. There's way too many titles on AEW TV and, and it's just draining the product for me. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be good just to get it, it, its own thing back going on. But it's going to be hard for some people to want to pay that money to get back on there and, and watch it and look at it. So, I, I do have a dog warning. He has entered the room. He's still going through his uh, – we have a five-year-old rescue, and he's new to this <laughs> potty thing. And uh, he's been sitting downstairs, but he just entered the room. So if you hear a bunch of back, background noise, probably him. So bear with me, folks. But uh, the streaming service – yeah, I, I thought, you know, with Warner Brothers Discovery, I, I didn't think there was necessarily going to be a lot of room on TNT or TBS for this, like depending on when they wanted to run it. I mean, we've already seen AEW. Uh, Tony doesn't want to run against the NFL, so that limits them, you know, no Thursdays, no Sundays. And then the two networks have their own deals with, you know, the NHL and NBA, and that, that eats up a lot of time. But I did think with Discovery being in, involved in this, that there may have been room for this, or even putting it on one of the streaming services, HBO Max or Discovery's uh, streaming service, uh, but didn't happen. And it does make you wonder, just, boy, I mean, is this a temporary move? And, and Tony is still hoping to tie in Ring of Honor with the next round of AEW television discussions. Uh, you know, those uh, that deal is going to be up in 2024, I believe it is. And so maybe this is a short-term move, or maybe the networks have made it clear. Yeah, we're you know we want AEW. When he said 
that we've seen. It basically said going into Final Battle that it would be that we're not going to be seeing a lot of Ring of Honor on the AEW television shows. Sean, it did make me wonder if this is a case of okay, yeah, you say that, and there's obviously reasons not to. The number you know, people have complained about there being a lot of ROH, and, and they're just not fans of it. Do you think Tony made this decision on his own, or could this be something the network told him? We don't want Ring of Honor to be all over AEW television. Man, that's a good question. I I, I think the I think they might have talked to him about it. I, you know, I, I don't think he did this on his own for sure. I think they probably told him, you know. Yeah, we're getting a lot of feedback that we don't, you know, it's too much on AEW, and I think we need to, we have to do something to get, you know, get it not as much to, you know, on AEW. And so, yeah, I, I think they had to talk to him a little bit about it, and I, you know, he might not have maybe wanted to, but then you know, just getting all that feedback, like, well, I got to do something, I got to get it on its own, you know, and and, if, and HBO Max w- would have made sense too, because I mean, it's obviously a lot of people love HBO, and it, on a service like that, I think it could have worked, but. Yeah, I think he had to have gotten feedback, and that's where, where I'm. Where, that's where I think because I just it was just too much, and I think people had to have told him that, and I think it was just you know a decision he had to make. I think a lot of us who are paying forty dollars for Ring of Honor and fifty dollars for AEW are hoping that this eventually moves to what's going to be called Max. Uh, they're going to combine the two streaming services, Discovery and HBO Max, at some point. And it would just save wrestling fans a lot of money if they were able to do that. But I don't see it happening anytime soon because they're launching this Ring of Honor streaming service or Honor Club again. And Tony has said that, yeah, it's not going to include the pay-per-view events, at least live, which was the case under Sinclair Broadcast Group. Those pay-per-view events won't appear on Honor Club for 90 days. So... Here's what you're asking of wrestling fan. If you're an AEW and Ring of Honor fan, you got to pay, what, five times a year, 50 bucks for the pay-per-view events. Now you got to add basically 10 more bucks on top of it monthly for the uh, the streaming service. Then you've got to pay for, I think it's three Ring of Honor pay-per-views at 40 bucks a pop. It's getting expensive. And I think there's going to be a lot of people out there right. like you, Sean, that you're wrestling fans. You really enjoy it. But there's only so much time in a day. I mean, my God, I do this for a living. I'm having a hard time keeping up on everything. You know, I'm watching Raw on Mondays, uh, NXT on Tuesdays, Dynamite on Wednesdays, Impact, not always Thursdays, but I do watch it. MLW, same thing. SmackDown, Rampage. I'm probably leaving some out. And now we're going to add Ring of Honor to that mix, too. The NWA's out there. I mean, seriously, it's the oversaturation is something else. It's... A cool problem for someone in my position to have, Sean. But I do think we've, I mean, we're already seeing it with some of the other promotions. Fans are going to have to choose. Yeah, there's going to be super fans who that's all they care about is more and more and more. But I do think we've reached that point with some where there's going to be fans going, no, I, I just don't have time or the desire for this. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's, what, and that's been the thing I've had to do is I, you know, I... When AW first came in, I was, you know, I mean, I was really excited because WWE had gotten very stale in a lot of ways with the way Vince was running things. And so it was like, yeah, it's a good up and coming company. It's going to, you know, we'll see if it battles them in any way. And, and then now it's just, and I never watched ROH just because I, you know, it was just like, it was always just kind of too much. Like, it's not that I didn't want to check it out, but it, it was, and then I was like, yeah, I can't do it. And then now AW brought it on theirs. And like I said, it's just every day. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I have a job of my own. I have friends I want to go hang out with. I, I, I'm a sports 
you know, I'm a football fanatic. I'm a basketball fanatic. I'm a baseball fanatic. I mean, I, I just can't, you know, we can't do everything as much as we want to. We just can't do it all. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. It's going to be it's going to be hard to get people to pay that extra ten dollars, but we'll see what they do. I'm curious. Now, it does. It is worth mentioning that even though I think there are going to be a lot of fans who who do just put their foot down and say, I just can't do all this time wise, money wise, whatever it is. AEW has a very loyal audience. We see that with their pay-per-views. It doesn't seem to, to matter how good or bad the build is. As long as they are putting out pay-per-views, there's a built-in audience that is going to get them over a certain point. And then the really good pay-per-views, I per, you know, if I think it's a really good pay-per-view, uh, the masses seem to agree, and those do the better numbers, right? But there is a, 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 they do have that diehard audience. And I do wonder, 10 bucks a month? If there's going, you know, will there be enough of them? Not everyone in that uh, group is going to want a Ring of Honor on top of AEW, but you know, at nine ninety nine a month, Sean, I do think that there's a chance that this could be successful because you, it's not just Ring of Honor. Obviously, they're saying New Japan's going to be involved. They're making it seem like some other promotions might be. Uh, Tony was indicating like other Japanese promotions, and they're more obscure. I don't know. You know, New Japan is the key. I, I think for whatever there's going to be. For Japan, uh, a market of American viewers who want to see the Japanese product, in, maybe in time, if you expose them to the DDTs and the other promotions, they become a, a big deal to American viewers too. But right now, it's New Japan. Can they get other American groups on board? We'll see. But even though it's not for you, do you think there is enough of an audience out there uh, for AEW with the you know again diehard audience that? seem to support everything they do, do you think there will be enough for them to make this uh, a viable uh, situation for, you know, a solution for Tony Khan? Doesn't have TV, but hey, here's this streaming service, and maybe, just maybe, it's going to be profitable. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Well, I, you know, I'm glad you were, you know, kind of going back to that because I, I do think it will be because I do agree with you. I, you know, I, I hear I hear it all the time. There there are a lot of fans that just love AEW, no matter how good or bad the product is. They just love it. It, you know, again, it was an alternative to WWE. We got to watch this, and and this is great, and blah blah blah. And then you know, and, and I never, you know, was able to watch a lot of New Japan, but I've just heard somebody, you know, I get. You know, Todd Martin just, you know, obviously Washington, Kelly Wells, and all those people on the torch, you know, they, they rave about how great New Japan is. And, and, I, and I just wish I could watch a lot of it, but I just haven't been able to. I keep up with what they talk about with, with the different wrestlers, but I've never really gotten to see other than some YouTube stuff. Uh, but no, I think it still can be profitable. I still think people pay out the $10 because they just love that kind of wrestling. You know, they love great matches and they love, even though the build 
sometimes is very weak. I, I mean, I, I still think a lot of people, even though it's, it's like it's like divided, <laughs> like a lot of things are now. You know, you have a lot of people that won't pay that kind of money because they, they just have to put their foot down, and like you said, they just can't do it. But then, yeah, there's a lot of diehard people that will do it no matter what because they just love wrestling and they want to watch more wrestling. Uh, it does bring us to email questions, and I'm going to go kind of out of order because it does play into Jerry from Illinois, one of his questions. He said the ROH TV deal is Honor Club. Does this mean Warner Brothers Discovery didn't want it? Um, I, I think it seems pretty safe to say that's the case. If you're look, if I felt, I guess Sean, if if you felt like Tony Khan thought, no, there's a lot of money to be made in this streaming service, and we're going to go that route, I think he would have done that initially. I, I think this is a case of the network saying, at least not now. You know, maybe not. Maybe it's not a case of we never want this. Go start your stupid streaming. So it, it not, doesn't have to be like that. But I do think that that's. I mean, he in his past scrums and thing, it, he's made it seem like that was the goal. They have their one television partner, Warner Brothers Discovery, and I think he really hoped to get it on their networks, and it hasn't happened. And so, yeah, I mean, do you see another? Uh, do you have an alternate theory on this? I mean, it just seems pretty cut and dry to me that, yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery said, no, thank you, at least for now. No, I, I'm totally with you. I, I think they just said, no, we're not ready yet. I mean, like, and like I said, they they might still be open to it. They're, it's just not in, for what, they, they're, what they're thinking right in this moment. I mean, a year down the line, if things are heating up and they're ROH, the, the pay-per-views are, you know, getting a ton of extra money. Then yeah, they could still think about it down the road. But yeah, I, I just think it's pretty, I'm with you, it's pretty easy at this point. They just didn't want it at this moment. And I'll add to that, Sean, do you think the declining Rampage numbers had something to do with Warner Brothers Discovery saying, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. You know, you're doing fine with Dynamite, but uh, maybe work on those Rampage numbers and then come talk to us. Uh, yeah, it's got a little bit. It's got something to do with it for sure. I mean, the ramp, I, mean I haven't even, to be honest, I haven't even watched Rampage either. I, I haven't been... I haven't been interested because as much as I do like dynamite on certain occasions and I, and I do watch dynamite every week, but with rampage, there's just so many matches that are just, it's all orange Cassidy and all Atlantic title matches against QT Marshall. Like I, I just, I'm not interested. In that. I don't care about that. I know who's going to win. There's no intrigue at all into any of the matches, even like with Moxley and to catch the, you know, Friday. I mean, I knew it. Okay. Okay. It's going to be a great match. Nobody's denying that. I love Moxley. I, he's to me, he should still be the champion in certain ways because I loved what he was doing, and I love that. And the fans are just so behind him, and he, has, he had so much going with him. And then now it's like, I don't know where they're going to go with him. You know, him and Hangman will be fine, but who do you? I mean, they're both good guys, but I want to. I, I want to root for one guy over the other, and so. But there was just no. Nothing in the match. I knew Moxley was going to win the match as good as that match was going to be. Takeshita has he has he's won zero matches in AEW so far. So I just there's a lot of the matches have no intrigue, and I, th- and I think they probably looked at that and said, you know, Rampage is getting three four hundred thousand viewers, and when, you need to build that show up more if you're gonna if we're gonna want to go to the next level with that. And so yeah, I, I think that had something. I don't know how much it had to do, but I think it had definitely something to do with it. I think he touched on something there that it did concern me a little bit when Tony was talking, and he's talked multiple times about uh, improving the Rampage numbers, and, and one of the solutions he gave was having better matches. And I think in his mind it means more, you know, Moxley, Takeshita, just higher profile matches. And yes, that's going to help. But Sean, I think the key is also 
having matches that matter, having good storyline builds to things, not just throwing matches out on television. And that's what Rampage has become a lot of times is just, here's your four matches. Some of them have a decent build. Some of them have no build. And if, if he just thinks, like this week, hey, you heard the crowd respond when, he's, when they announced uh, Moxley and Takeshi, when they put it on the big screen, whatever it was, crowd definitely cheered. They were excited to see it. That's great. So it, it does capture some of their audience. But I think big picture-wise, it shouldn't just be, well, we've got, we got to have better matches. Like, yeah, but you got to tell some good stories leading up to those matches to make those matches count. Every wrestling show has good matches that's on television these days. They all do. Some are better than others. But this isn't like when I started watching wrestling and it was Squash City on Saturday and Sunday mornings. And, and you were you're lucky if you saw a really good match outside of a pay-per-view on television you know, once a quarter, if you were, again, if you're really lucky, it just didn't happen all that often. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and that's my thing, like, you know, on Rampage this week also they had, you know, Hikaru Shida, who I, I really enjoy against the bunny for a title that nobody's even heard of. Like, really? Like, who is going to get interested in that match? Like, I mean, I'm sorry, the bunny, I think she's talented in a lot of ways as a baby face, not as this weird heel who's with the butcher and the blade and she gets these random matches and she's, she overacts, and it, like that, that's your you're going for a title that no like again nobody's ever heard of. That's not going to build rampage up in my mind. And it, you get they just, Tony has to do better. And and you know the build you got to have for the bigger matches like a Moxley Takeshita. You have to have some kind of build to them. You can't just put them out there every time and say here's a big match. Just go watch a great match. Like again, we can see them everywhere. So yeah, they, they've got to do more on that show in my opinion for sure. We're going to be bouncing around here. Jerry also asks, why is Booker T an NXT commentator? He says he's terrible at it. He's at the NXT shows but doesn't know what's going on, and he pretended to cry when Roxy won, a.k.a. Roxanne Perez, and he takes away from the product. I, I forgot Jerry, about Jerry's question. I kind of vented about it when Johnny was on, so I want to go to you on this, Sean. Uh, do you agree that, that uh, Booker is as bad as Jerry is saying, or are you a Booker apologist? I am. I am definitely not a Booker apologist. <laughs> I don't think he's – well, he's pretty bad. He's pretty bad. I mean, I did not enjoy him on Deadline. I have not enjoyed him on NXT television so far. And, and I was – like I said, I, as many people have said, I, you know, he was – I enjoyed him as a wrestler. I really did. I, I thought his – he told good stories. I thought he had great matches. I thought he was a good entertainer, you know, wrestler. I mean, not entertainer in the sense of he, he makes us enjoy it more. But – yeah, as a commentator, he just does not do it for me in any way. I, I'm with Jerry I, that I I hope that when McAfee comes back that, you know, he is definitely gone and Wade Bears back because <laughs> Wade and Vic were a very good duo and uh, him and him and Vic and Booker just, you know, I, I feel bad for Vic because I think he does a really good job with Booker. It, it's just hard to get much in because Booker just is very outlandish at times and it, it takes away from what they're trying to do on NXT television. Sean, if uh, it was your call, who'd be uh, sitting in the Raw lead chair kevin patrick or vic joseph Ooh, that's a good uh, that's tough wow okay put me on the spot there interesting yeah i uh, i would go well it, it's hard because kevin hasn't been on there i think long enough to see what he can do because i think Corey does has just been doing it for so long and he is good at what he does that he kind of just is trying to take give Patrick a little room to kind of get in when he, when he needs to and kind of build himself up a little bit more over time. But Vic does do a good job, but I don't love him as much as some people do. 
I think he's good. I mean, I think he's good for sure, but he's not great. I would go Kevin Patrick. I would let Kevin work into the role and, and give him a year or two and, and see what he does. And if it's just like, eh, you know, we could always switch it around if they had to. But I, I would go Kevin right now. What do you think? I lean Vic, but yeah, I think it's fair to give Kevin Patrick more time. I'm not saying I just like yank Kevin right now, but I do think that I've, I've been a fan of Vic Joseph's work. I was disappointed when he was pulled from Raw back in the day, and uh, but I, I think he does a nice job in NXT. But yeah, I, I think it's worth giving Kevin giving uh, Kevin Patrick more time, and I do for some reason get a kick out of JBL referring to him as Shamrock. I can't help myself. Maybe it's because it makes me think of Shamrock Shakes. Uh, do you, are you old enough to remember Mike Awesome? I no, I, I remember Mike. Yeah, I saw a few of his matches. Yeah, no, I, I liked him. I enjoyed Mike Awesome. He was a pretty, he was pretty decent. I enjoyed him. I asked because uh, Jerry's final question, Jerry from Illinois, would you say that Braun Breaker is the modern day Mike Awesome? Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I don't know enough about Mike Awesome enough to say. Uh, yeah. I mean, size wise, they're pretty equal. Um. I can't. No, I can't say that though, because I don't know enough of Mike to to give a great answer. But no, I wouldn't say so. I think Braun's a little different. He's unique in certain ways from what I've seen so far. So no, I, w- I wouldn't say that. But besides, why they're, they're pretty equal. I'm with you. I don't see it. I, I think there's differences. And Mike Awesome, uh, God rest his soul, he's no longer with us. But uh, a lot of chair work. Yeah, I mean, it was just him and Masato Tanaka just destroying each other with those chairs and. Uh, I, I think that Mike Awesome was booked really well by Paul Heyman. He felt larger than life. And then when he went to WCW, it just wasn't the same. I think Braun Breaker um, just has more going for him. And there's a lot more upside with Breaker than I think there was at Mike Awesome at his peak, even though I did enjoy Mike's work. Uh, I do want to give out the numbers again. I should to let everybody know if you're joining us late. Uh, that is not Johnny Fairplay. That is Sean Plichta. He is my co-host today. Johnny did call in earlier to uh, discuss his uh, NXT deadline in-person experience. But Sean is filling in for uh, Johnny this week, and then he'll be back. The uh, Sean will be back the Elimination Chamber episode when we're uh, uh, two days after that event. Sean is going to join us again because Johnny has a conflict. Johnny will be back for the Rumble. I'm Jason Powell. And if you want to join in on the conversation, 773 897 6321 is the number to call, and then hit one on your phone to let us know that you want to join in on the conversation. Again, I see several of you in listen-only mode, and that is just fine. But if uh, you're wondering why we haven't gone to you, it's because you have not hit one on your phone. Uh, Let's go to Jermaine. He tries to work in a bunch of football stuff that I just don't care about today, Jermaine. I know it has nothing to do with my Vikings losing. Vegas is right. They're usually right. They were right in this case. But, uh... Yeah, he wanted me to work in stuff about Justin Fields for you because you're a Packer fan. I was like, Jermaine, piss off. Uh, we'll get there, Jermaine. Your guy's not there yet. You guys, you know, seriously, just let him develop. Jesus. Uh, first question from Jermaine. He says, uh, I gave the wrestling media shining star Triple H some time. Uh, Jermaine is very much an AEW fanboy. Uh, but he is uh, having a terrible time with baby faces. I saw Ricky Starks cut a star-making babyface promo from his heart. WWE doesn't allow babyfaces to speak for themselves. Do you think that this is uh, that this is the reason that babyfaces see Johnny Wrestling struggle in that promotion? Should things change, Sean? I mean, this has been discussed long before AEW that WWE would be better off ditching some of the scripting and letting the talents who are capable of it 
speak for themselves more often. I think it happens more than Jermaine realizes. But no, would they let... I mean, I can't say never. I, I think it's gotten better since um, uh, Polovec did take over. I think they are given more freedom now. But do I see a, a, a spot where Ricky Starks or you know somebody like him and, and another wrestler able to go out there and do what MJ, MJF and him did? Probably not. I guess it just depends on the wrestler. But Sean, I mean, safe to say that you'd like to see less scripting of the promos. Yeah, I think that's a. I think anybody that loves wrestling would, you know, like to take away some of the scripting and, and let people be who they are. And yeah, so I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, like I said, I think WWE promos have gotten a lot better in these last six months since Paul took over for sure. I think they're they're more. They feel a little more genuine. They're not just. I mean, except for Bianca. I, I as much as I like Bianca. I think her promos are just kind of the same, you know, EST stuff, and I kind of wish she would get away from that. But I think most of them have gotten a little more real, and they feel real. I mean, yes, the Ricky Starks MJF stuff was, I mean, obviously fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that stuff was, I mean, Ricky just not, like, he, he was knocked it out of the park. I thought that was the, I, I was, like like a lot of people said after the, when MJF spoke and kind of hit him with some zingers, I, I was like, man, I hope Ricky can come back from this. I was thinking the same thing, and then he, man, he crushed it, so... But no, I, I would. Everybody would love to see less scripting, and I think we have seen more of that. I think we're, you know, WWE is definitely on the right track. It's gotten better since Paul took over. I, I think. I'm with you. Yeah, it, it, they have made those changes, and people would be surprised. You know, even when Vince was in charge, I'd hear stories from people within within the company that they, you know, were given bullet points. It, it wasn't all word for word scripted. Some talents benefit from that. I, I still think there are people in AEW that, yeah, it's great to, you know, that they need to keep working at it. But I think there are people that you could prop up a little bit by helping them a, a little bit more with their promos rather than just, oh, no scripting whatsoever. I, I've said since this company started that, like, I remember they said no scripting. And it's like, well, what if there's a talent who's got everything going for them, but they just can't cut a good promo? And, and they would benefit from scripting. Are you going to tell me that you're just going to say, oh, too bad that you could be the next megastar, but if you can't cut a promo, screw you. No, you wouldn't do that. So I do think there's a happy medium, but like you, love the uh, Starks promo. Thought it was fantastic. 785, we'll get to you in just a second. I just want to uh, wrap up Jermaine. He has one other question. He says, is it just me or do you guys not buy into the Uso Championship near falls, which makes their matches less interesting? I tend to not get into the matches as much. Uh, because it's all about making the bloodline look strong and nobody else. As I told you, uh, Sean, as you probably know from listening to shows, Jermaine is an AEW fanboy. Oh, yes, Jermaine. Um, I, again, just look at AEW. You know, again, I, I like AEW too. I don't, I don't hate it. Oh, yeah. I just think there's stuff about it that should be nitpicked and should be criticized. And I, and I, there's people I've heard that just, Oh, well, that was a great story. I mean, or, you know, or with Brian Daniels, let's take him for an example. I do not like what AEW has done with him at all. I think there's no real character stuff they've had with him other than, well, he has great matches. Well, I, I know he has great matches. I've always known that. That's fine. But give me something to put some meat on the bone with him in AEW. Like, give me a reason to root for him. And they just have not done that at all. And so, but as far as going back to the Usos and the tag team matches that they've been in, I, I mean, I I don't disagree that you know they're going to win most times, and it does a little bit take away from the near falls, but I think they get you so invested in what they're doing that I do still think, oh, like now this Friday on SmackDown with Sheamus and Butch, just there was really 
knowing Butch got interweaved into the match, no, it was going to be Drew. But even so, like we knew that they weren't going to win that match. So I, I was like, okay, yeah, it was still good, but it could have been better. The matches before, I was really into the even with the New Day. As much as I knew the Usos were going to win, I they got me into the near falls. I did enjoy that match for what it was, even though it's been overdone to some degree. They they do the Usos are just so good. They do invest me in, in the the match in general. So I, I I've been okay with it. But I but I mean I agree. They're, they're you know they're going to win. So it kind of takes away from it in some respect. Yeah, and when I call, I should point out when I call Jermaine a fanboy. Part of me is kidding. I mean he watches both shows. But he definitely has an affinity for AEW, and he despises all things Roman Reigns. And it's just, you start to roll your eyes after a while when he can't give Reigns credit for anything. And uh, he hates the bloodline because of it, essentially. Maybe hates a strong word, but I don't have this issue watching. What can I say, Jason? Can I, can I tell him? Let me yeah. tell him, Jermaine, like, you're crazy on Roman Reigns. Like, Roman Reigns is fantastic. So I, I wanted to, I had to throw that in there, Jermaine. I, you know, you're, you're a great man. I love when you get to email the shows and, and say your piece on stuff, and you, you should. But Roman Reigns, if you don't like Roman Reigns, there's something wrong. I mean, he's just great. He's he's the best team on the business, and end of story. It's just, he's, he's great. Yeah, it's not, if, even if you – I don't think there's an issue with going, you know, not for me. There's a lot of things in wrestling that people really enjoy that I see and go, eh, not for me. And if it's that – so be it, but I can still acknowledge when, hey, this is really working. And and Jermaine's just been incapable of that when it comes to Roman. He just, he doesn't like him and therefore nobody should. And you just kind of roll your eyes after a while. And this Usos thing, no, I don't feel like it's been an issue until maybe recently. Like you said, you know, when they put Butch in the uh, tag title match, all right, I, I didn't think there was going to be a title change anyway. Some of it, though, is due to the time of year and looking ahead, knowing WrestleMania season is coming up, and, and thinking, okay, they're probably going to, this is my guess, go with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn reuniting to challenge the Usos. Why would you take the titles off of the Usos now? So it's not that the bloodline is making everything predictable. It's just looking at the big picture that does. And to me, it's no different, Sean, than looking at, at MJF in his title match with Ricky Starks and thinking, and, and you know they can do whatever they want, but I'm thinking... Well, he's not going to lose. He just won the championship. It's there's just some things that it makes sense. It's going it to make going to make things more predictable. But you don't just swerve everybody for the sake of swerving everybody. If it's a little predictable, so be it. Yeah, I agree. The um, you know the MGF. You know, it's like I wish the MGF Starks match had even more build to it. Because even though, like like you said, I know MGF's going to win, but I would like to get two, three, four week build to the match because Starks is really good and. They're going to cut good promos. They're going to get you invested in what they're trying to do. And, yeah, I mean, even though, it, you know, you, I can still get invested in what they're going to do, even though I know MJF's going to win. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right. So, we will get back to the email questions a little bit. We do have a caller. Let's go to 785. 785. Who is this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Jason. This is Briar from Kansas, home of the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, man, what's going on? I, Chiefs Kingdom. I've never understood that whole Chiefs Kingdom thing, but whatever. They're a good team. Yeah, that, that, neither have I. I never understood why that we've uh, gone with that for the last couple of seasons, but it's been, it's been good so far. Well, what's on your mind today, Briar? Um, I have a question. Yeah, uh, I have a question on Final Battle. I thought the show was pretty good. The matches were great. But in my opinion, I thought the Jericho-Claudio finish fell a little flat, I guess, just with the swinging. Do you think this is because 
they had to follow follow the doll collar match. And where do you think AEW goes with Jericho from here? Do you think Jericho gets back in the title picture with AEW or maybe does the secondary storyline? So, yeah, you're throwing a lot at me there. And I know Sean didn't see the show, so I'll tackle this one. <laughs> the finish... I think it was two things. Number one, yeah, that match, in my opinion, should not have been the main event slot. I know it's the world championship, singles match, all that. I just looked at it and thought FTR and Briscoe's have to be. Who's going to follow that? And nothing could. you know. And so I felt like they made a mistake doing it. Uh, so that worked against the match a little bit. But I also think it was the fact that Jericho tapped out to the swing. It's just not something we see people tapping out to. It, it's a move that kind of leads to other things usually. And so, yeah, I, I guess you can say, well, that was kind of the fun of the surprise. But I think it did catch people by surprise so much that it, it got a little bit of a delayed reaction maybe. And I know there's like people grumbling that, uh, well, Jericho should have been pinned or submitted, blah, 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 uh, in a more traditional sense of the submission, given everything that's happened. And I'm okay with it. I just think they, I wrote about the hit list today. If you're going to do this finish, I guess I would have had some people tapping out to the swing before this to kind of establish that the match can end there. Uh, so I think that also kind of worked against it. What was the other part of your question, Briar? I know you. Uh, there was more to it. Yeah, so my last question would be, where do you think AEW goes with Jericho from here? Do you think he goes back into the title picture, or do you think they do some secondary storylines with him? So I think he will end up being AEW-related now. I mean, we'll see what they do with Ring of Honor once they get going in January. But that was kind of the thing that I think a lot of us were looking at going into this show. If Jericho retains, does that mean there's going to be an actual traditional television show? Because if you're Jericho, hey, you know, you want to be able to say, I helped put this on the map again, and, and I got it its uh, biggest television deal ever. And if it's not going to be, if it's going to be, well, Honor Club like it is, Eh, I mean, not that Jericho can never appear on there, but chances are you're going to want Jericho on your main shows. And so I do think that, yes, he'll be back in the mix on AEW television. Will he go after a world championship? I mean, I guess he can, uh, but it, right now it doesn't seem like that's set up to happen. Sean, I mean, you have MJF as, a, as the heel, and it looks like they're playing it pretty straight with that, like they don't intend to do any tweener stuff. So it would really, wouldn't it require Sean just blowing up the entire Jericho Appreciation Society to get to that point? And they may do it at, you know, somewhere down the road, but I don't think it's happening now. So with that in mind, do you have any thoughts on where Jericho goes next? Uh, I really don't, because honestly, going into that, or from the, that match, I really thought uh, Jericho would retain only because Claudio had just had the title just recently. And I feel like, again, if you're going to have titles, even if they're ROH or AEW, like I don't like when you flip-flop titles just to flip-flop titles. And so I didn't really like that they gave Claudio the title. He feels, Claudio feels cold to me. And I like him. I think he's a good wrestler. I think he's, his promo skills to me are just kind of mediocre. I thought that segment on Dynamite was just really kind of bad. I didn't really enjoy it at all. Kind of the build, the, the last build to it. But as far as Jericho, where he goes, yeah, I mean, I, I would like the JAS blown up completely. I, I just have not liked it at all. The, the sports entertainer bit is just old and done. WWE is not talking about it anymore. Stop talking about it. It's just stupid. Uh, the whole Daniel Garcia stuff was just has been awful. And, and so, yeah, I, I don't know where they're going to go, but yeah, I wish they would get rid of his society. I just think it's been overdone, and it's just kind of getting old at this point to me. Yeah, it's just bad timing with, with everything happening with Vince McMahon. Like, the joke got stale right then and there. It's just, it's a different WWE. 
if anyone's playing the more current, the, the more modern sports entertainer, it's MJF. Wants to work a part-time schedule, defend the title when he wants to, that sort of a thing. A little bit of a dig on Roman Reigns and his part-time schedule. That, to me, is, is a more modern mm-hmm. version of it than what Jericho and his crew are doing. I, and I just don't feel like there's... I, I don't feel like it's worth it. I, I just feel like you should have pulled the plug as soon as so you realize, like, okay, there's going to be uh, changes in WWE. They're going to make this gimmick feel dated in a hurry. So I'm totally with you. Briar, do you have more for us? Um, no, I think that's all I have. I appreciate you taking my call. All right, man. Thank you very much. Always good to hear from Thanks, you. Man. And uh, we'll get back into the email questions, but I will let everybody know that uh, if you want to be like Briar and join in on the conversation, give us a call at 773-897-6321. And remember to hit one on your phone to let us know that you want to chat with us and you're not just in listen-only mode. Uh, We will be back the Monday coming out of the Royal Rumble event. Just a heads up on that. I remember we're live the Mondays after the WWE and AEW pay-per-view events, one central, two eastern at pwaudio.net. The next batch of questions are just a couple come from Tom from St. Paul. He starts by saying, is it possible to make a wrestling streaming service usable? He says, I used to have Honor Club and the usability and search interface was terrible. Peacock and the old WWE Network are slash were better, but nowhere near the user-friendly nature of HBO Max or Netflix. Yeah, I'm guessing you haven't had a chance to dive into this either. I know I haven't. I didn't have an issue with the old Honor Club, but I also wasn't doing a lot of searching for past events just because, you know, current wrestling keeps me so busy. It's obviously not easy. I mean... I don't know about you. I don't know how many uh, streaming services that, uh, that that you have, Sean, but some of them do a much better job than others. Like, I'm not even impressed with what Amazon has, and look at all the money Amazon has behind it. And, and I still look at their interface and go, this is kind of a mess. I, so, yeah, it's. I don't even blame the wrestling companies. I mean, you can't blame WWE for Peacock, uh, for, for one. And something as small as Honor Club I'm surprised it functioned as well as it did, to be perfectly honest with you, under the old management. Yeah, from what I heard, they did pretty well. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to get really I didn't I didn't know it very well at all. And but yeah, you're right. I mean, some services are better than others. But yeah, I mean, as long as it works for you, as long as you know how to do it, I mean, to me it's it's fine. I mean, I don't really yeah, like you said, Amazon does great. <laughs> they're they're making billions and millions of dollars. So I mean it's it's fine, even if you don't love everything about it. I mean, as long as you can get to what you need to buy you know, it's totally fine. So, uh, yeah, I don't have an issue with it. As long as I can get to what I need to get to, and as long as I, it, it kind of, you know, user friendly to some degree, it's, it's, to me, it's not really a big deal when I get on those kind of services. So, oh, I was talking more about the Amazon streaming service, which is just, eh, you know, it's all right. Um, not that there's not good content on there. Just, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, the main page is kind of like, ah, yeah. all right, where's everything again? Uh, not as good as some of the other ones. But Tom's other question should Tony Khan put, old AEW content on Honor Club in at least uh, the short term. He says, I can't imagine it's much work to add it, and it would act as a value add until AEW does its own streaming service. I don't know that AEW is going to be doing its own streaming service. Uh, If you listen to Tony Khan's media session, they very much want to stay in business with Warner Brothers Discovery with their pay-per-view. That's Bleacher Report. And and that's why we're not even seeing the Ring of Honor pay-per-views included live on Honor Club. They are going to be 
uh, they won't be on there for until 90 days after they air. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, could we get to a point where AEW does? Sure. But, Sean, I don't know about you. I mean, I just kind of assume that one of Tony's hopes would be that they end up on eventually Max. Right now, HBO Max or Discovery Plus. And they get, kind of like WWE does, a big set price. You don't have to worry about the pay-per-view buys then. You, you know what you're bringing in. You get a big streaming deal because they can be very lucrative, as we've seen with WWE and Peacock. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. That That's what Tony, I think, is still searching for. You know, it just takes time, and he's learning. I think he's learning that now that it's just going to not going to be right when he needs it. It's going to, you know, he's got to get his product to a better spot, and they're not in, in the best spot right now. Their ratings are kind of just in a, in a weird area now, and, yeah, it's partly because of the holidays, but partly because they're just not – the shows aren't as good as I think they could be. And so, yeah, but I think he is going to wait till they get the big streaming deal that he's really looking for. And then the other part of the question I can touch on this too is um, should they add AEW content? I, I don't know what type of deal they have with Warner Brothers Discovery, if that's even possible, because I would think that they, you know, the, um, whatever, you know, TNT, TBS, they're going to have the right to some of that stuff. And so that's something that may need to be negotiated, just like with WWE. You know, they had their next day streaming deal with Hulu that's kind of on hold for now. But eventually they want to make that part of their next round of television negotiations. So if contractually they can, sure, that would be a nice touch. I'd be surprised if they could, Tom. Uh, Jeremy, J. Moss Moses is going to close us out with the email questions anyway. He is uh, from Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the 2021 AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, now residing in a cloudy Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. He says, if, uh, and he was going to call in today, but uh, he's got some stuff going on. Uh, he says, if the ROH weekly show doesn't begin until early 2023, how do you keep the championships relevant until then? Uh, Sean, is that a big concern? No, I mean, not to me, just because, again, I just don't want that much ROH on AWTV. And so, I, no, I don't think it's a big deal for me. I mean, like I said, they've got the, the belt back on Claudio. Um, honestly, as weird as it sounds, I almost would have liked to have Juice beat Joe just because, just to get the ROH TV title off of him. I, it just, it means nothing on his, around his shoulder around his waist right now i just you know he's a tnt champion that's what he should be focused on not an roh tv belt that just right now doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal and so no it, it to me it's not a big deal but i mean i know they will because they've got to kind of keep you know some stuff on on the on there but i for me i'm not just i'm not i'm not into it overall as a whole at the moment but they can get me sold on it but we'll see so there's still so much that's unknown. Like if they announce, you know, Wrestle Kingdom January 4th, and if they were to announce, say, January 5th, or even make an announcement at Wrestle Kingdom and, and on Dynamite that same night, because uh, it's it's also a Wednesday, that the new deal, you know, the new Ring of Honor weekly television show starts a week later, well, big deal. You know, I mean, okay, we, we wait a month in between the final battle pay-per-view and then, and I know if there's some sticklers out there going, 30-day rule, Get over it. I, I just don't think that it's, it's that big of a deal. But if Tony really wants to cater to that crowd, that the 30-day rule is in play, okay, then the champions can go on the YouTube shows and defend their titles in the meantime, if he's really serious about not having a lot of crossover. Sean, do you expect to see Claudio showing up with the ROH title? I mean, how do you, how do you envision this going? I mean, Tony's making it seem like you'll see less Ring of Honor. 
I still got to imagine we're going to see, we're not just going to have, if Claudio is going to be on Dynamite, I don't think he's just going to leave the belt in the back. <laughs> no, exactly. No, he's still going to have the ROH belt with him. I mean, they're going to keep the belt on, on AWTV, even if they don't defend them as much, maybe for, you know, until the, you know, until their ROH show is, you know, on the air. But, yeah, I they're still going to keep ROH stuff there. They're just, you know, they might not use it as much, but they're still going to carry the belt around with them. They, ha- they have to. I mean, it makes them feel bigger. Even even though the belts are watered down, it's still, you know, I got the ROH, I'm the ROH champion. It still it still means something. It's just not as important to me, but it's still it's still a big deal. And, Jay Moss, if, um, re- regarding that question, if, Let's say they announce like, yeah, it's coming in April, and then you know, then I think it's you know a fair question to ask: What do you do to keep those titles relevant? And I think it is just occasion. Maybe you, if, like, if if the network has spoken and you're not allowed to have any crossover, and I, that's just me speculating. I have no idea if the network cares or not. But if they do, if it has, if it's like an edict that was given out, pull back on ROH. We don't want it on Dynamite. We don't want, don't want it on our network. Focus on AEW. Then I think you do just okay have the occasional title matches on Dark and Dark Elevation. I, I think that would be fine, and uh, just to, just to keep them in the news, keep people not that it's going to be a lot of attention, but I think people are going to be understanding given the circumstances. And then Jay Moss's other question, uh, shifting gears to NXT of the top two titles, which is more likely to be moved in 2023. He says he would be really surprised if Braun Breaker holds the men's championship all the way through the year, uh, and that which leaves Mandy Rose to drop the women's title, which he thinks happens at or before Mania weekend. So yeah, I guess I can kind of frame this to you, Sean. Who do you expect to be the first of those two to drop a championship? Is he right? Is it going to be Mandy first? Yeah, I, I agree with Jay Moss for sure. I, I think Mandy will drop it first. I think, like I, you know. I wanted to kind of bring up the Braun that he's talking about Braun with the, you know him and Apollo. Like, you know, again, I, I thought the match was fine. I didn't think it was a great match. I thought it was a solid match. I mean, it was a good big man type of match. I mean, it had some good big moves. Uh, I thought Apollo doing his move for the near fall was was, was was fine. And but I think Braun still has, even though I like Braun, I think he still has work to do in NXT. I don't think he's ready. The more I've seen him, the more I think he still has a lot of work to do before he gets on the main roster. I think he's a, I think he's going to be a big star, but I, I don't know how big a star yet. I think there's plenty to kind of see with him and time for him to develop. And Mandy's done pretty much all she can do as the women's champion in NXT, in, in my opinion. I think getting her back up to the main roster can freshen things up a little bit, even though she's not the best, but she's gotten better since she's been there. And I think Roxanne's the perfect person to take the title off of her with her babyface character. So, yeah, I would, I would say Mandy would be first. I think so, too. I, I do think that there's, there's. I mean, even Shawn Michaels talked about it in his media session uh, going into deadline, that Breaker ready, but they'd also like to keep him around to round some things out. It was him and somebody else they said that about. And, and I think that makes sense, given just how, what's he been doing this for a little over a year now? Uh, it, it does make sense to keep him there longer. Yes, he's impressive, but there's just... No rush if Paul Levesque feels differently. Well, maybe he does get called up after WrestleMania or something like that. And maybe that's long enough for Sean, too. I don't know. But Mandy's been there and done it. She has definitely improved since coming back to NXT. I feel like the Toxic Attraction Act is main roster ready. I feel like the the other two, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, are main roster ready. And so for that reason, yeah, I would also say that I think it's more likely that Mandy drops her title first. 
Uh, but I mean, they can always do a quickie title change too. I, I can't rule out that Grayson Waller wins the NXT Championship on January 10th through some nefarious means, and it's all to set up a rematch with Braun Breaker at the um, Vengeance Day show in February, and then Braun just takes his title back. But if we're talking like really move on from that champion, I think they move on from Mandy first, if that makes sense. So I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. You mentioned the uh, Breaker and um, Cruz match was uh, good, but you know not great. How much do you think the really fast pace of the men's Iron Survivor Challenge match had to do with just the Breaker and Cruz kind of feeling like, oh, we're, we're really slowing down now for this match. I mean, you had five guys going just at, at working at a mile a minute, and then here comes more of a traditional pace singles match. Um, No, I mean, I was fine with it, honestly. I think, to me, you know, when you have a fast-paced match like that, I think you have to have a slow-paced match. You know, or not slow, but, I mean, medium pace. You don't want to just go fast the balls to the walls all the time at every match. I think that, you know, kind of, again, waters everything down. Like, And I think AEW kind of does that, where every match is just this crazy high-flying spot fest. And, you know, yeah, it has its place, but I don't love every match like that. I want some more storytelling in a match. I don't want just craziness. So I thought, I don't, I didn't think that really hurt it. I mean, now granted the five man iron survivor men's match was really, really good. Gosh, they did such a great job. And, and I was fine with Waller, of course, winning, but yeah, for the breaker cruise match, I don't think that hurt the match. I just think they just, you know, there were a few moves that looked a little weird, a little off. I mean, it was, but it was fine. I think they still worked okay together, but I don't think the fast pace, I mean, I think to me it was better to have a slower pace match with them and not just go balls to the wall. So I, that didn't bother me. Did you like the build? I mean, even Shawn Michaels acknowledging, yes, different. You know, they didn't do the traditional, hey, we get along, and then by the end they're at each other's throats. It was, they were friendly to one another. They sat at a diner and spoke, and then they went fishing and spoke, and they just, you know, they, they took friendly jabs at each other, but it was never over-the-top wrestling. It was a very a unique approach. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I actually thought they were pretty decent. I mean, they weren't great. I mean, I still thought they should have had, like, one promo in the ring with each other. But I like that they tried to build, do something with Braun to kind of build, you know, make you try to like him even more. And I, and I you know, just have, kind of have him be a real person. And I thought they I thought they did a pretty good job. Cruz, we've already tried to see that. Like, Cruz, for me, it just hurts because I just feel like his character is really bland. There's just not a lot there. And I think they're trying to show you with Braun, there is more there. And them taking jabs at each other, you know, it was okay. I mean, I didn't love it, but I, I thought it was, it was fine for what they did. I mean, I was okay with it. Yeah, I, I thought it was unique, and I appreciated Michaels being honest, saying, you know, we're not, I'm paraphrasing, but we're not WWE's bread and butter. You know, we can get away with it. We can experiment a little bit on this brand because it's true. You know, they're not going to, if an NXT mm-hmm. premium live event just bombs, Okay, yeah, it's disappointing, and, and maybe maybe WWE gets a call from Peacock about it. Maybe not, as long as those main roster shows are, are thriving. You know, I think that Peacock's going to feel like they're getting good return on their investment, so they can get away with doing a little bit more. And some of it I don't even like. The Island Dawn stuff with the referee going into Papa Shango mode, whatever the hell that was, not for me. I, I just, you know, not at all. I, I don't like that kind of stuff. But you can experiment with different things, and... I would like to see some of that too with Ring of Honor when that gets up and running, knowing it's uh you're you're definitely playing to a, a hardcore fan base with it being a uh, behind a paywall. 
But I do think that there's room for them to experiment with some different things that maybe they wouldn't feel as comfortable doing. Uh, and it could be, it doesn't have to be something like this. It could be, oh, we're going to go one hour Broadway and we're going to have a draw like Ring of Honor used to do back in the day. And we've seen that in, Ring of, in AEW already, but still just little things you can do uh, with uh, just because it's a smaller promotion. I think it's uh, interesting. And then the other thing I wanted to ask you, we haven't really spent much time talking about Raw. How excited are you for tonight's show, knowing that we have a couple of number one contenders matches? Does that appeal to you, Sean? Yeah. Um, so you have, you know, Alexa going against Bailey, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I well, at first I thought last week they were going to, I was almost thinking, oh gosh, they're going to go Becky against Bailey right now. So I was like, uh, I don't think they should do that. And then they went Alexa. And I, I'm intrigued with Alexa just because everybody keeps saying they're going to go with the Bray character, you know, with Bray. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I would do that, but it seems like where they might be going. But I think Alexa kind of has to be the next challenger. I'm assuming she's going to win because Bailey, I mean, she's already been there, done that. And so I'm intrigued to see what they would do with Alexa. You know, against Bianca would be interesting. So, I mean, I'm intrigued that match. The men's match, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I think Raw's been a good show lately, and, and I've been intrigued what they've been doing with some of the stuff. I didn't like the Ziggler interference in the theory match last week. I thought that was really dumb. But um, Raw's been doing some good things. It's, it's Again, it's too long, but, again, they're going to always be three hours. It's just the way it is. We have to get used to it. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why it should be two hours. But, no, the two, can, number one, tender. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by both of them. I'm really interested to see where they go both ways. Who do you expect to see win, Bobby Lashley or Seth Rollins? Oh, um, that's a good question. I I would assume they're going to go with Bobby because I just think with Seth, he's kind of just Teflon. As long as they tell a good story, I, I think they can do something with Seth still down the road. So I, I think they're going to go with Bobby. I think Bobby's doing some good things right now. And I, I think I think Bobby's the way they're going to go. But I, it, it could go either way for sure. I'm intrigued. You know, Seth just – I'm with some people. I don't like love his character and where he's going right now, but he's just, you know, he's, he, he'll, he gets you invested in big matches. So that's good. But yeah, I, I think Bobby's probably going to win tonight though. So what are you looking forward to more? Those are, you know, the two prior there. I know there's another match advertised for Raw, but those are the two big ones. And then Wednesday dynamite, you have MGF and Ricky Starks, for the AW world title. And there's other stuff advertised again here, but also, Death Triangle against the Elite in the fourth match of their best of seven series. So the two big matches for each, which show grabs your attention more? I I would still go with with Raw because again, even though I, I think they're both going to be good, I'll say that I think you know MJF Ricky Starks is going to be a really good match. I'm really you know I, I've liked what they did for the one week they had to build it, and with the Death Triangle and the Elite, I you know. I think they've had great matches, and I, you know, I'm I'm kind of iffy on the young bucks. Like I, I enjoy them, but you know, in Omega, I can't wait for him to eventually get back to the single. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You know, they'll probably do this for a little while, but the trios titles don't. The trios trios titles just don't mean anything for me. I just don't get into them. I did, I wish they wouldn't have brought them into AEW, but they did. Um, the fourth match is going to be. I think they'll trying to they'll find a way to make it a little bit different, um, and I'm assuming that. Uh, Death Triangle is going to win, but also with them, I haven't liked that they've been, you know, doing just a little bit of dissension here and there. I just think that's kind of weird. So even though I think both shows are going to be, you know, all four of those matches are going to be good, I, I still am more intrigued by Raw what they do with both of those. 
Yeah, and there's no wrong answer. I, I lean the other way, though. I, I think Dynamite, mostly, you know, winter is coming theme, and it's it, it's actually working on me this time, unlike when they would do, you know, theme after theme after theme. It's been a while since it, they've had a, a theme show, and then you have a world title match as part of that theme show. And, and maybe I'd feel differently, but, boy, after they... After Ricky Starks hit one out of the park last week, I'm really sold on that match. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you on Death Triangle and the Elite. Okay, you know, let, let's. I would think that the Death Triangle goes over so we can get to just potentially deciding matches so that the Elite's backer against the wall. And then there's some finality to it, potentially, if, if they lose. Not that, you know, I think they're going to go seven, of course, but I think that the sooner you can get to that point, the better. It, they're really good matches. I'm just not all caught up in this. And I I mean, two of the three matches so far have concluded with a wrestler hitting another wrestler over the head of the hammer. Not for me. It's a bit much. Yeah. But I still lean dynamite. Rumble. I won't talk. I mean, we may talk again coming out of the Rumble if you call into that show, but Johnny's going to be here with me the Monday after the Royal Rumble. Women's Rumble. Who who would you guess right now is going to win that match? I honestly, I mean, I would just, I, I think Becky, I'm leaning Becky. I, I just, they've got a good build to her eventually getting back. Because ultimately, I just think they're going Becky, Ronda. As much as Ronda has been eh, definitely not doing it for me, SmackDown champion right now, I think the women's division on SmackDown has been just awful. They've booked it very poorly. And I just think, Becky, they're ultimately going to Becky Ronda and Becky winning the title from her. So I, I, I would go Becky right now. But there's still, I think there's enough intrigue. I mean, Bailey, they could still do something with her before that point and maybe build her. But then the other thing is, too, I don't know. I, I try not to see when Charlotte, I know Charlotte's coming back very soon. You know, do they have Bianca keep the title, you know, until next year and have Charlotte win the Rumble and then challenge Bianca? That's possible, but I still lean Becky right now because I think Becky Ronda is where they're going. I think that's that's the safest pick. I would say that maybe if I had to pick a second person, I don't know that it would be Charlotte, believe it or not. Maybe I'm being naive. I go Rhea, Rhea Ripley to earn the shot at the other title, Bianca Belair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then on the men's side, who do you yeah, have there? I'm with you. That's possible. I honestly, I haven't thought about. Well, I've thought about it, but not very deep yet. I, I mean, I, I it's, it's tough because <laughs> there he I goes. Think ultimately, oh look at look at him. He's so happy. Look look at look at that guy. He's so happy. He's like he's like get me on this. Get me on the air here. I need to be on the air. He sees something outside <laughs> um, on the think, uh, balcony that he's. Uh, we, we have a balcony that overlooks a pond, and then there's. Uh, I live in a townhouse community, so he's he probably sees another dog being walked, and God forbid that happened on his watch. Oh yeah, um, I think I mean the easy answer is probably Cody when he gets back. I think that's probably where they're going to go, but at the same time, maybe they do something you know maybe quicker with the bloodline and do something with Sammy, and maybe he wins it because I'm still sold. I would still love to see Sammy you know, beat Roman and take the title, even though I know that's probably not what's going to happen. But I, I would still like it. I'm, I'm a fan of Sammy. I just think with this bloodline stuff with him, it's been just great. But I don't know ultimately what they're going to do with, with them and when they're going to end the whole thing and go a different route. But Cody is my easy answer. And then Sammy. And then 
Oh, after that, it's really up in the air. I really don't know. There's a lot of guys that have a chance to win it, which is intriguing, but I think Cody's kind of the ultimate way I think they're going to go when he gets back. He's going to be hot, so I would go him right now. What about that uh, that, that that guy that people have mentioned? Maybe you've heard of him. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> I, again, we all love The Rock. No, that would not be a good idea. I really hope they don't do that. I don't want to see if the rock faces. See, the problem for me is I don't, if the rock faces Roman at WrestleMania, which again, I would, I'd be okay with, I, I just, it doesn't need to be for a title for me. And, and I think that's where they would go. And that's where I'm just like, I don't, the rock doesn't need to be facing anybody for a title right now at this point in his career. He's barely wrestled at all. And I just, I don't know that doesn't need a title. So I, I, I don't want them to do that. Please WWE, you're on a good track. Don't do that. Boy, if you're WWE, though, if you're Paul Levesque and somebody's going, hey, we're going to give you uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson wants to appear at WrestleMania, put yourself in his position. And, you know, Vince was always the one that felt like he needed a title belt. Anything you could do to, to add to that detraction to make it even stronger. Maybe Levesque feels differently, but I just don't know that they're going to have Roman drop the belt before something like that. And I know people say, well, then it, it tells you who's winning. I felt like they were telling me who was winning the first Rock and Cena match because Cena had the belt and then Rock won. So, I yeah, I don't know that it's a slam dunk necessarily. There's there's creative things they can do. But, boy, if you can get that match, you got to go with it. Oh, my God. That would just be huge. And I know there's going to be a lot of wrestling fans that don't want it. They'd rather see, you know, you mentioned Cody and Sammy and just different people. They'd rather see in that role. But you get, you know, this is about, this is the biggest show of the year. They're trying to reach the biggest crossover audience they can. You're never going to turn down The Rock. And I know you're not saying that they should. You just don't want the title involved, and I get that. Well, Sean, I want to give you a chance before we wrap things up today to plug your social media, anything else you want to get out there, man. I've really appreciated you joining me, and I'm already looking forward to doing this again for the Chamber. Yeah, I'm excited too, Jason. Again, thank you for having me on here, being the co-host. I really, I'm, it's just always fun talking to you about wrestling, even football. When we have a chance to bring it up, you know, really fast at certain points. I, I just enjoy it. Thanks you again. Uh, I really want to say really fast too, because um, I did want to bring it up really fast. I, I even though New Day, I, I still didn't like them winning the NXT Tag Titles. I, I know they're getting a triple crown or whatever. I, I just think New Day is so stale, and I think in NXT, I, I just. The fans are into them. They're going to pop for them. They're fine. But I just pretty deadly had something going. Don't ruin it by them losing to New Day. I just I didn't like that at all. That's the one thing I didn't like from that show. And like you said, that horrible referee finish with Isla Dawn. And, oh, gosh, that was just so bad. <laughs> Please stop doing that kind of stuff. I, that was just awful. But, no, uh, my social media, you can find me on Twitter, guys, at S-E-A-N-P-L-I-C-H-T-A. I wasn't really – I hadn't been tweeting a lot of wrestling, but I'm definitely going to start tweeting a lot more because I, I love talking wrestling with people on there. It's, it is a lot of fun. Um, you guys on .net, I'm going to try to you know talk to you a lot more on, on social media and definitely the torch. I, I, you guys are the two best sites in the business, bar none. I love all the other ones too, but you got you two are the best. You, you and Wade just do a phenomenal job. But as far as you, I'm just thankful to be on here. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Chamber. This next run up to WrestleMania is going to be fantastic. And I, I think... Even though AEW does some stuff I don't like, I'm still intrigued by where they're going, and uh, it's just fun t talking wrestling and watching it. So I'm, I just appreciate you having me on. Now, well, now that you got a spot in the uh, co-host chair, doesn't mean you, that you just uh, no longer you're, you're too big now to call into the show, right? You're still going to call in after the Rumble. <laughs> no, I 
I definitely will. I'm excited to talk to Rumble, so I'll definitely be on there for sure. All right, my man. I really appreciate you joining me. It's uh, great to have Sean. I, we've talked forever, uh, for well, not forever, but quite a while about just uh, being able to team up and do some audio together. And problem is, I, I do most of mine during the day, and then I, I, and then uh, for something at night, it's usually audio reviews after the words, and it's late. And so I just like I'm going to go solo, so I can be done as quickly as possible. And so I'm happy we were able to work this out and uh, get Sean on the show. Again, it's at Sean Plichta, S-E-A-N-P-L-I-C-H-T-A. You can follow him on Twitter. You can follow me in the brand at Pro Wrestling Net. Uh, as I've mentioned, Johnny Fairplay and I will get together coming out of the Royal Rumble. It'll be the Monday after the Rumble. So that would be, I believe, January 30th, if memory serves. And we'll uh, do this again at 1 Central, 2 Eastern. Your calls are welcome. Coming out of the Royal Rumble. WrestleMania season is almost here. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we're live the Mondays after WWE and AEW weekend pay-per-view events. And uh, email questions, always welcome. Uh, you can also, I mentioned you can follow me on Twitter, at Pro Wrestling Net. Don't forget, if you're interested in membership, pwmembership.net. Thanks again to Sean for joining me. Thank you to everybody who either called into the show or sent in email questions. I really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again next time. Take care.